FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back, folks, here on the Believe in FCS football podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with my former teammate, former roommate, Mr. Sean Anderson. Only 15 minutes behind our, our usual attempted start time, which is a new record. I think it's pretty good. Sean, how are you doing today? Your three, two, one introductions are getting less and less climactic. So if I'm not yeah. focused, you're going to catch me with a time. And I really actually don't know that we're starting three, two, one, go. I'm like, okay, I guess we're on. Maybe, <laughs> maybe say, hey, we're going live here. We're, we're, we're recording. We'll do it live. So keep it zipped. <laughs> F it. We'll do it live. That's yeah. that's what the new opens or, or my new countdown will be is the, the Bill O'Reilly. Um, so Sean, today we don't have an interview. We are going to be recapping the action at the senior bowl we had a handful of prospects coming from the fcs that were in attendance i was able to to see a number of these guys up close and personal because i was there working and helping uh the draft network through my job i believe and then was able to watch the practices also had access to the practice tape watch some of the practice tape and got my own opinions on how these guys did. So we're going to go, not go through probably super deep on all of them, but we're going to talk about the ones that left impressions that are worth noting. Um, one guy in particular that I thought really, really struggled, but we're, that that's the antithesis of what we're going to be covering on uh, today's episode. Before we do, though, Sean, betting. Well, the first bet that I would have taken uh, this past weekend was if Joe DeLeon knew about trains in the South. Um, that I mean, okay, wait, 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 wait. You came at me on Twitter, and that tweet got ten likes, which is like the most run that you've gotten in a month on a tweet. Oh, goodness, um, very funny guy. For context, it's Anderson Radio on Twitter. This train was. It was okay. It was the walkway from the convention center. Why are you over. interrupting my read? I have to explain it. Let me just explain it. Let me explain it. Okay, fine, fine. Take it, take track. it. You want it, you got it. There was a train track blocking the only path to get from the convention center to the parking garage. And the fact that it, you're saying I didn't understand I, why I was confused, why that was blocking the parking garage and it sat there for an hour and I couldn't leave. What is so confusing about that? Because you were like, Trains run in the South. Trains are everywhere in the South. South yeah. Carolina, North Carolina, they're everywhere. And you're in Mobile, Alabama for what I'm guessing is the first time? Second time. Second time. Oh, man. See, I haven't been I haven't been to specifically Mobile, Alabama, but I have a working knowledge of, of the Southern of states and, and how they would operate. Trains, man. I, you go to South Carolina, University of South Carolina, mm. there's trains just running through campus and people have to hop through the trains to get to class because they will sometimes obstruct their pathway. It's how it works. <laughs> now, they're not moving when they're hopping through, but you got to understand mm. that you got to plan for the train and you were the only car parked behind the train. I wasn't. Oh, who else was with you? Well, there were other cars that I don't know mm. who the driver was. I didn't hear anybody else complaining about the trains when down in Mobile, but for some reason it had to be Joe DeLeon's turn to to it be shocked the by the world. It was the timing of when I left. That was what it was. Do you, you just do you know anything? I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Either, I do but know, I know that I know that a train moving uh-huh. is something that I can't stop. So why would I even take a video and break <laughs> it down? Because I was I was exhausted and I was you? also dumbfounded. Did you think the conductor would say, hey, 
Look at this gentleman with the odd hair taking his phone out. Maybe I should stop this for him. No. <laughs> well, God, he turned it around pretty quick. No, no not really. Rube. Um, All right. But what I do know about Sean is is sports betting. I went oh, on a, you? a very brief heater. I had three picks in a row, and then I've since lost every bet since. But oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. That's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. Fun. Well, the big game is finally here as we hit Super Sunday with the last game of the football season. As always, Bet Online has you covered from odds, scores, totals, player performance to props where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one sport spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football, bet online's basketball, hockey, bo- boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one uh, online wagering destination. And everybody out there, if you have not hopped on yet, head to bet online today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They're giving you money for signing up. Just use our promo code believe B L E A V to get you started the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Now, Sean, if you're bad at betting and you want to invest in random things, you want to make some money, how about you invest in an exciting asset that outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? I'm talking about ART. Masterworks, oh, a new Joe Reed here. Oh, let me, let me yeah, listen that in. lets Hold you on. invest in blue chip paintings from Iconics. God damn it. Icons <laughs> like Picasso, Monet. Oh, he's Warhol. an iconic, all right. Without that dude me. is an iconic. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Without He is million. an iconic for sure. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority yeah. access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.com. Uh, dot art sorry masterworks.art slash believe that's masterworks.art slash believe b-l-e-a-v see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures i also have to tell you folks about nord vpn oh another back more, to back let's go back to back reads what's more important than peace of mind nothing. nothing i would i would love to have some peace of mind because uh sean completely traumatizes me on a weekly basis especially when my reads nice. and that's what nordvpn is here for to give you peace of mind while you are online and with all of the threats that you face today on the internet sure. it is important than ever more important than ever <laughs> shut up more important than ever to be sure that you have the best vpn you can get nordvpn is the world's best vpn service offering the fastest connectivity most servers and next gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection ever, and plans start at under $4 a month. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use promo code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your Nord. VPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, we did it. We got through the reads. Um, FCS, football, sports. Sean, um, first guy I want to talk about, and one guy I know that you definitely want to talk about, Trevor Penning, who sure, you and I offensive lineman. Some people are saying he's a possible top 15 pick. Some people are saying he's a first-rounder more likely going to be a day two guy. He didn't have the best week out of the FCS players. Um, I was more impressed by Cole Strange, who we're going to talk about in a sec. But the thing with Penning that became a headline is how aggressive he was. 
during these one-on-ones and during team drills. Now there's the play where he threw a guy into Desmond Ritter's lap, which is not good, but there is also a lot of plays where the whistle, you get the echo of the whistle and he's still throwing guys around. He's dropping dudes, shoving them into the ground. And he very clearly was the angriest man in Mobile, Alabama, except for from me waiting for the train. Mm. I want to get your thoughts because we talked about it late last night about that demeanor. Yeah. What did you take away from that? Uh, it's it's a take no no shit demeanor. And if you're an FCS guy, you already have a chip on your shoulder walking into the senior bowl. It's just naturally there. And then from Northern Iowa, you're looking at, oh, here's Spencer Brown before me. He is a take no shit guy. And I'm going to go in here and see what he did. And then I'm going to do what he did. And obviously, they're different players and they're different play styles. But Northern Iowa has a way of developing monsters at the offensive tackle position. <laughs> so if they're cut a little bit from the same cloth, that wouldn't be a bad thing to advertise. Now, I mean, also, you're fighting for jobs here. So aggression is going to happen, especially in the trenches. I understand if you're a safety, you don't want to go out and just completely level a, a, a wide receiver unnecessarily. Like sometimes we see in the NFL, it happens. It happens. It's football. Uh, right. But, you know, at the same time, you're, you're fighting for jobs. So if you're not, then somebody else will or someone else is going to appear hungrier than you. And we can talk about technique, strength. Uh, we can talk about all that, but there's some things you can't coach and just having a uh, having a dog mentality to go out there and just say, hey, you're not beating me. And if you do, it's the Dan Campbell. I'm going to get up, take a bite of your kneecap. I'm going to do it. It's a silly quote, but it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to stop being aggressive. It's an aggressive sport. And that's not a bad demeanor to have for an offensive lineman, I would say. It's uh, pretty well requested. I know it's funny, though, because uh, Jonathan Ogden was always like a super quiet, like hearing old players talk about him. He's like, you just didn't want to make him upset. The lineman was just like, nope. He just sit there and laugh and then just toy with you because he's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best offense tackles ever. And defensive linemen are just like, okay, yeah, he's just super chill out there, just doing his thing, just treating it like a job. And some guys are just built like, okay, it's attack time. Going to go out and do it. Going to go out and just fight all day. So <laughs> it, it, it's definitely, that's what makes it so fun because everyone's a little bit different. And Penning going out there and saying, hey, I'm a little bit different. I have to go prove something. Well, he did. And I think he, I think it'll benefit him. I do. And for those that don't know, senior bowl practices, it's thud. It is not full contact for tackling. And it's not like he was a linebacker or a safety coming up and diving at people's ankles and knees and stuff like that during a thud period. Like that, that's a completely different level of dickhead. This is a one-on-one. And they're also in, in team drills where they're hitting, you're scrapping, you're fighting with guys. And he's not winning all these reps. There's some plays where he was losing and he looked kind of high and he, he was kind of reaching and stuff. But the, the thing for me is he's a lineman. He's blocking. It's the most aggressive position on the field. Um, and you're talking about how some guys are a lot more calm despite being massive human beings playing this position. You do inherently need some level of aggression. And to establish that he has one of the few traits that you really can't coach into a guy, which is the two that come to mind are, are size and uh, uh, aggressiveness. Those are the two things that like you just can't coach. If you're undersized, you can't play at the next level. If you're not mean enough, it's you can't coach that into somebody. So to establish that he has that, I think that's a big deal. And I think that it's a positive for him, even though he was a little sloppy at times. I agree, but I also saw him won some really quality reps. Who was the Ohio State 
end that he kept on battling with. They were going at it Haskell, all week. Haskell Garrett, I think, was the guy. Oh, yeah. And there were I was helping TDN cut and and do some work on their clips. So like I was logging them for them, and there were some really cool up close shots where Haskell Garrett like wasn't even in, and he kept just coming into to shit talk Trevor Penning, which was fantastic. <laughs> That's fun, man. I mean, yeah. it, it, at least it's fun for us watching right. it. It's not fun being up up there with dude, right? <laughs> looking looking down the barrel, saying, "Oh, I can't put on my neck here." <laughs> the, the thing I didn't get though is is Haskell Garrett didn't have a good week, so for him to like be jawing with Trevor Penning, who's just throwing kids, like I don't know <laughs> what possesses that. He's showing fight too. You know, it's not only on the offensive line. Defensive lineman can be uh, pretty mean sometimes. No, not when you're getting your ass kicked. Ah, uh, it's just a little different. You can jaw and then. And then, uh, and then kick ass. So wait, another guy that there were some fun clips of him jawing with defensive linemen uh, was Cole Strange. And oh, yeah. Cole Strange had to have been my favorite lineman there the entire week because, I know this is you're gonna kind of like groan at me saying this. So he wears sixty nine. He has the he has the single bar face mask despite having the fl- the Revo Speed Flex, which I didn't even know they made the single bar. And then he's Got no gloves, no tape, nothing. He's going bare hands, just fighting with dudes. And he was, uh, he didn't play any center in college. They bump him inside and he does a ton of snapping in one on ones and playing a lot of center. And I thought he looked great. I, I'm not in terms of his technique. I think you need to clean some stuff up a little bit, but he is a strong dude and he was going to battle with some of these guys. And I think he was a real true winner uh, during this week of practice. Yeah, I'm watching some of his stuff now. Good reset. He's very active with his hands, which is, I mean, huge plus because that means you're confident in having strength in your lower body. Yeah, geez, no tape, no gloves, nothing. Nothing. Here. That uh, was on a, with a rain day too. He's got very good body comp. I mean, it's like Kel- it's like Kelsey playing center uh, was what it looks like. But also, at least for the one on ones, you could tell like he, he's doing it like a, a good one on one. Like like he's good at one on one. Here he's going against it looks like Travis Jones. Reach block gets put down. It is what it is. It's a lost trap, but it happens. Um, yeah, no, he's got the 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 quick twitch traits that are becoming really popular for offensive linemen. Uh, his feet are good, and it's just going to be a matter of can you get wider? Because we look at Matt Hennessy in Atlanta, or at least I do. He came out of Temple, uh, strong upper body, strong enough lower body, but he's not that wide, and he's not as twitchy as he needs to be to be in the best position. So when he's facing like Chris Jones. It's going to be a bit of a problem because that's a dude that is top, top elite guy. So when you have that, you might need help, um, but it's not a bad thing. I, I know I said he, he winning a lot of ones, one-on-ones. I said with a tone like it was a bad thing, um, but you kind of play a little differently than you do in one-on-ones and in the game. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not bad. Uh, he, he's very, very good in one-on-ones, which it's not a bad reflection, but you know, game tape, all that stuff is... I value that a little bit more. Yeah, and I, I just felt that he had a lot of weight behind his pads. Oh, yeah. One-on-ones. No, it's it, great leverage. Yeah. You you see some of these other one-on-one reps if you go back and watch the practice film where guys are getting like driven back and like Travis Jones was doing that to a lot of guys. He was yeah. just completely driving him back. But like it felt like Cole Strange was preventing a lot of that. These guys that were trying to bull rush him head on these nose tackles and he just... He was catching it like a like a grown ass man. Again, the no gloves thing. It just it's you got to be an extra kind of mean and tough to to go out there without taping anything. Yeah, and then additionally, if he can take the bull rush, that's good. 
And then I'm watching him go against, it looks like somebody from Oklahoma, 95. Uh, uh, that might be Perry and Winfrey. I no, think no, no. so. He was 98. He was 98. Oh, tries to go inside, try to go around. Yep. And he's just resetting himself, doing a good job. So he's got the fast enough lateral movement uh, to help himself out. I mean, yeah, boom. Stuck you. Uh, 92 from Wisconsin, I think, or Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Stuck you, stupid ass. Yep. See ya. Boop, boop, boop. And yep, you're not getting anywhere. Nice fake spin. All right. Get out of here. Good work, Cole Strange. That's a good senior day. Or uh, senior day, senior bowl. That's some good. <laughs> that's some good tape on him. That is going to make yeah. him money. And I, uh, uh, Corey Kinnan, I think posted a lot of those. I think I follow him yes. on Twitter. Uh, yeah. He posted a lot of those clips for him. So I uh, just wanted to shout him out. And Corey, Corey Corey's a good guy. Yeah. Um, next year, Sean, I would like to. I don't know if we're allowed to to repurpose practice footage, but next year, I think when we go, which I'm putting that out into the ether, and we both go, I think you should. We should do a long form video of you breaking down tape on these FCS linemen, whoever's there next year. I think that would be great. Oh yeah, I could do that. I mean, I just sat in the film room long enough. Like I think <laughs> like any anybody like it, it's so funny. Everybody um that's ever played college football, or at least up to that level, or or yeah. I, not to discredit people that stop playing at high school football, but it's just different when it becomes like a job like that. Um you're just kind of sitting there like, oh okay, this is what you need to do. Like uh a little sister, she would have her uh, her high school football player friends over, and then they'd like come over and want to watch film with me and just say, "What what are we doing?" I'd just be breaking it down. Okay, you made a good decision, bad decision, all this and that. They're like, "Why don't you coach?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. It's, it's I don't have the, I don't have the time." Coaching is a different animal. It's yeah. not. You got to really be like coked up on football to to be in the coaching. It's a different. It, and it, different it's animal. like uh, I don't know if I have the merit to be a coach or to really right. break down the film either. Like, what if what did I ever do? <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to coaches forever. <laughs> right. You got yelled at enough times that, you know, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so we got two more guys that made really strong impressions. And then we got like a couple other guys that just were, were there. Um, Christian Watson was the big winner from the week. The oh, North yeah. Dakota state wide receiver enough so that when he runs in the four fours at the combine, he's probably going to be drafted somewhere in the second round uh, i'm putting that out there now that's not a hot take that's not unrealistic not enough people think knew who he was at the end of the season and then people started to kind of realize the the fake draft pundits started to kind of realize that he was a name um and you get the bozos that are like he's the next cooper cup and that pissed me off a lot when people were saying that because it's so lazy just to pick an fcs kid to to be the next fcs kid to have a yeah. good career in the nfl it's they're completely different players, and they come from completely different backgrounds. Cooper Cup was a multi-record-breaking All-American, and Christian Watson is a freakish athlete that really looked nice in these one-on-ones. And there were a lot of plays where, it, so for reference, he's six foot four. He's going to run in the four fours. He's got ten-inch hands. He's got long arms. He's lean. He's very fast. He's tough to track down, and. The thing with Christian Watson that you got from these these one-on-ones that he wanted to answer is how does he do against in these contested situations? How does he do um, making plays on the sideline? How are his hands? And he answered all those questions. He was one of the most dominant receivers next to Calvin Austin from Memphis. Um, He looked really, really freaking good. And again, don't be shocked if this is a second-round guy. It was the most buzz I saw. And maybe it's just because I follow so many guys that support the FCS and they're just show, throwing likes around. That's a, There was a lot of buzz about Watson this past week. It's, a, it's the name that just kept on popping up on my timeline. Like, Christian, Watson, Watson, Watson. I'm like, oh, I, he must be having a hell of a week. And then I see mm-hmm. the tape. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what he does. You know, old videos are being uh, surfaced to him 
breaking a 70 yard touchdown run, just gliding, you know, you're like, damn, like, okay, now everyone's going to see how truly fast he is and how naturally smooth fast he is. Um, it's a good week for him. Uh, he did look sharp. He looked like a, a, a wide receiver that you say, oh, wow. Okay. He sticks out. He definitely sticks out. And he's got a great frame. Uh, we've been on him for a while. Yeah, we've been on him for a while. Yeah, we, we we have mentioned him. And every time that we've talked about North Dakota State, he's always a name that pops up. And they, frankly, he was underutilized just because they didn't throw the ball that much. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be – he definitely helped himself, at least with the buzz. I don't know. I NFL guys are so weird. Scouts are so weird. Like, I don't know. I never know if they care about buzz or if they care about guys that are getting talked about a lot. I just don't know. Um, but from my standpoint, as a, a rube, I see that and say, oh, okay. I'll remember that a little bit more now that more people are talking about him. And I think that's just how it works. Right. Uh, Troy Anderson, Montana State linebacker, was a little bit of a later ad. Um, but the thing that the resounding thought on him was this is a guy who's a little bit new to the linebacker position. We've discussed on here how he is a transformed quarterback slash running back who's an, an American, freaking athlete, moves to linebacker, and he does not play like a, a quarterback who's playing linebacker. He plays like a mean-ass linebacker from Montana State that flies upfield. He'll smack you. He'll lay a good hit on you. And he has those athletic traits that at the next level, he could turn into a really, really nice linebacker. And he's shown really, really good signs of progression that makes it really positive about him. It's just that he's very green to the position. So you're not going to draft him with the intent of we're going to throw him out there immediately and he's going to make a splash as a rookie. In a couple of years, he's probably going to turn into what he's fully capable of. But Troy Anderson, um, another guy that had a, had a nice week. Yeah, uh, he's... Any team is going to get better drafting that dude. They yeah. just are. He's going to be special teams ace. He'll be, I don't know, fullback that catches a bunch of touchdowns, tight end that catches touchdowns, a linebacker that just wreaks havoc. He's whatever you want him to be. And he's as good as anything in this in this draft class as anybody else at, at the positions. You know, I'm sure if you wanted him to throw up a, a, a seam route, you know, just 30 yards down, he just hit him right in the right in the chest. I, I it's a dude that you say, okay, someone's going to take him. And if it's not us, then are, we're, we're not necessarily going to be screwed, but we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be filling up three players worth of what he could do. You know, that, that, that's how I see it as a mentality for the front offices going into this draft process, because who can be that versatile on both sides of the position and play with as much, uh, both sides of the, um, of the ball and play with such ferocity on defense. I mean, you, you tell me that guy's a quarterback and you see him making those kinds of tackles and those kinds of just athletic tackling. I mean, there's tackling people get in on tackles. You wrap up, you do what you do. There's shoulder tackles. There's arm tackles. Troy Anderson is, is tacking tackling in a, in an athletic way, which is it's efficient. He's not going to miss him. He's going to do everything he needs to do because he's strong. He's got a, his core strength, Joe, on, on some of the, you could just tell, that's where his, his strength to keep himself upright is going um, on that fourth and two play uh, versus um, who are they playing in the snow? It is past uh, uh, playoffs before the championship game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had a tackle on fourth and two. Maybe it was the week before. And he just kept on extending because his core kept him up. And his, it, it's, it's just his body position was just as exactly as it needed to be. So you're like, wow, 
that's an athletic tackle right there. And that's something that not a lot of guys can make. I mean, I don't know. 5% of dudes in college can make that tackle. Troy yeah. Anderson's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson's going to be a steal. And I like the way that you phrased that is teams are going to be regretting drafting some more complete guy, like a, a, a Christian Harris, who's been in Alabama and it's like, Oh, that's all nice and dandy. You drafted Christian Harris, but you missed out on Troy Anderson, who has the potential to be a, an elite linebacker. Kind of, like, I kind of like seeing like maybe like Leighton Vander Esch, should be that that type of a, a progression, um, <clears throat> even though he hasn't been doing that that well recently. So we've got a few more guys that were there, and I'm kind of lumping these two, these four people into two groups: Braxton Jones and Nick Zakelj. Jones from Southern Utah, Zakelj from Fordham. Uh, two offensive linemen. Braxton Jones, big, long guy. Thought he had a decent week. Nothing crazy. Zakelj, on the other hand, disappointed to say, I thought he looked soft. Uh, didn't really get a whole lot from him. A lot of reps where the dude's getting beat. And you hate to see that with a guy who's coming from the Patriot League where you're thinking, okay, he's got to go out there and prove that he's capable of going up against better talent. But instead, he looked like an FCS guy going against better talent. And again, that's disappointing as an FCS guy to to characterize somebody like that, but it's the reality of it. And he was probably one of the bigger losers of the week. Uh, I'm watching this right here. Got on a block, got off a block. Uh, it's all right. Let's see. He's going against Perry and Winfrey here. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, and like got drop back. Yeah, that's not too good. I heard good things about Perry and Winfrey. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, Zakel, I mean, he's got the makeup. He's got the legs. I'm looking at his body comp right now. Good. Yeah. Uh, athletic um, athletic ankles, athletic calves. That's what you like at an offensive lineman. Not too thin, though. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not worried about anything. Uh, I guess you can't really control that. But, you know, it, it's at least a learning experience for him. I mean, it's not something where I would look at him right. and say, oh, he couldn't ever like get better yeah. or be, be someone that, that couldn't yeah. uh, here's this reach block here. Let's see this. I'm like sorry. This it's, is ADD it's not radio, like a, uh, right. but, it's, but uh, it's not like we're saying that, or I'm saying that he's not, he's not going to make it in the over. NFL. It's just that he didn't, he didn't look that great. And he, it's going to take him time to, to get used to going up against some dudes that aren't small ass defensive linemen from Lafayette. Yeah. He's more athletic than he is strong here. Okay. Gets out one, two, three, and then he gets the reach. Good, good reach. Okay. Backside reach block. Not too much pressure there. Um, yeah, he's doing. I mean, he's doing okay. He needs to keep on getting better. I mean, but so does everybody else. Um, he's definitely not a day one starting guy. <laughs> I don't know how many. That, guys, and that, that might have been that, that might have been the most vague analysis that you've ever done on this show. He's got to get better, but so does <laughs> everyone else. No, here he's going against uh, UCLA D lineman. Here we go, and one, two, three. Oh, getting put down. Yeah, he needs to get stronger on his backside. Um, and this is not me casting stones. It's just me say, seeing, saying what I see here. Uh, but I mean, he's, he's athletic enough to do it. He just needs to get stronger is what I would say. And hopefully he can, uh, oh, last yeah. two guys. Oh, and Braxton yeah. Jones, strong yeah, hands, you know, the strong big, hands. I, I know. Yeah. He gave up a sack, a strip sack in the senior bowl. It happens. You know, the other guys are getting paid too, or they will be getting paid too. They're on scholarship also, uh, whatever. Um, he's got the makeup. I saw him. Uh, whatever that one-on-one drill is where it's like a a reach block and not a pass block he just uh, the defensive lineman just went right into his chest and he swallowed him up i'm like ah he didn't even budge because he's still even budge yeah he's got to get better on on just protecting the edge uh but everything else like okay try to get past me (laughs) 
<laughs> you try. Go ahead. Try going inside. You're not going to get there. Try going through me. Not going to happen. Last two guys, we have the Sam Houston State gang and Zion McCollum hey. was already invited. Hey, hey thanks. <laughs> We're tweeting during the show. It was a great quote. <laughs> it was one of your best quotes on the show. <laughs> It's like a, it's like the uh, the Trent Dilfer. Um, y- you can't lose games and win in the NFL. That was, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> that was that was a fantastic quote. I had. I had I'm, to, I'm I, just. I'm uh, literally. I'm not even doing a show right now. I'm just doing like a stream of consciousness, watching these guys do their right, reps. <laughs> right. Uh, which shows how freaking prepared we are. Um, <laughs> Zion McCollum, safety from Sam Houston State was already invited, and then Jaquez Ezzard gets the bump up from the NFLPA game midweek and gets invited and gets to participate uh, for the remaining part of the week. I I didn't get a whole lot of buzz from these guys and didn't really hear a whole lot. I was mostly caught up with the other guys that we mentioned at the top of the show, Um, but not really any negatives. The thing with Ezzard is that he came late, so it's tough to make an impression coming in late with a group of guys that are already familiar with what the play calling is going to be for the week and already got into a rhythm with some of these reps. I mean, McCollum was okay though. I thought, I thought he did a decent job in spots. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at him here. I mean, he's an athlete. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. at the senior bowl, you're there for a reason. And if a team is able to see something on you, uh, I mean, God, he's got a great body comp here. That is. Yep. All right, good. I'm all in. Uh, yeah, no, the, these coaches are going to take some away from every single player from what it is, because that's their job to do. Uh, and if you're looking at McCollum, you're saying, okay, we could do something with him because you could do something with everybody on that field. And it's just whatever you can do, whatever coach at the next level is able to just tap into that, you're golden. Even if it's a backup role, even if it's a special teams role, doesn't matter. You're still getting better every single day because that's your job. And then um, Ezard, I thought... I thought he looked really good. He looked fast, which is what he needed to do because we always said he, he's faster than what he looks. He, he's definitely quicker and shiftier, um, but he looked fast during the drills this past week. Yeah, he was flying. That's going to be it from us on today's episode. We'll probably have an interview coming up on the next show, so stay tuned for that. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out, and we will talk to you later. Later.